0: Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, a podcast for new or seasoned leaders, where we share guest stories, information, tips, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I am a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, we aim to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, workshops, community, and more. To learn more about us, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Teresa Rand, former president and CEO of the YMCA, founder of Teresa Rand Consulting, and founder of Boss Lady Community and Boss Lady Podcast. Teresa also helps organizations build better leadership
1: and communication skills. Welcome to the show. It's nice to be here. I've been listening and preparing and looking forward to it. So thank you for having me.
0: Of course. And you and I are talking, talking about one of my favorite leadership topics. And, but before we get to that today, why don't you tell us a little bit about your leadership journey? And because curiosity has got me, where the name
1: boss lady comes in with all of that. <laughs> okay, I'll do that, Tara. Well, first of all, my journey is—I'm um, in an age where we most people my age worked for the Golden Watch, so I stayed with one company for 30 years. Now awesome. with that company the YMCA obviously not not for profit it i moved several times you know because okay. even though it was the same organization i went to different cities and different states throughout my career but started with that organization before i turned 30 and worked there 30 years and then decided i was ready to do something different didn't want to move again And I went out on my own, but my, my career took me a lot of different avenues. If I had Mm -hmm. stayed where I started with the YMCA, I, it was a small town, a small Y they've never had a female CEO and they still to this day do not. So I kind of knew that I'm from Georgia. You haven't picked up (laughs) on that. And I, I knew the town I lived in and I Mm -hmm. love it, but I knew I needed to move (laughs) if I was going to accelerate my career. (laughs) So so I did and moved two more times before I finally ended my career uh, the last 10 years as the CEO of our association here in Volusia County, which is in Florida.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, I have to say, I also, too, was with my organization for over 23 years. And, you know, I didn't have to move, thankfully. Um, There's only one site here in Canada. But uh, yeah, it's always nice to hear that someone else found an organization that worked for them. Absolutely. So the name Boss Lady, why don't you tell us a little bit about that as well? Because I'm very curious about where that comes from.
1: You know, I did not originally start Boss Lady. And when I decided to leave the Y and decided to go into consulting, This whole boss lady thing was not in my business plan. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There was a young woman here in town who had had a boss lady community for young entrepreneurs. Oh, interesting. uh, She had started it, ran it for a couple of years, and she had invited me to speak to her group one time. Mm-hmm. And that's how I I got connected with her. I knew her through community involvement, but I spoke to the group and then she moved to New Mexico and, and is still there, never came back. And I kept hearing some of the young women saying, we miss Boss Lady. We miss it. We miss it. You know, so I was like, well, why don't we start it back? Yeah, bring so it back. I, Love it. I pulled a few of the young women together. We all went to lunch, talked about it. And I just had a couple of caveats if I was going to start it back. Number one, mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be just for entrepreneurs. It's for any mm-hmm. woman in a professional setting. And it was not just young, <laughs> <It was laughs> any age, any job. And we didn't just say one industry could be represented. So we have multiple doctors, we have a few lawyers, we have real estate agents, we have Mary Kay salesmen, and we've got everything. Mm -hmm. Because I believe when we do that, we start operating out of the scarcity concept. And Mm -hmm. there's enough business for all of us. So it doesn't matter to me if we have two Mm -hmm. of everything or three of everything. But I started it up. And uh, I did reach out to the young woman that originally started it. And we agreed, we worked with our mutual attorney and I bought all of her intellectual property and everything. So that's been five years ago. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, the podcast was a spinoff. That too was not in my plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, But during during COVID, it was one of the things I did when I got bored.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So many people came up with things during COVID that actually are working now. Um,
1: Yeah. And so, you know. On my podcast now, the Boss Lady podcast, I've gotten over 17,000 downloads. I've had some great guests. Amazing. I look forward to having you on. And yeah, too. You, know, you just, you don't plan everything, but you have to be willing to, to pay attention to what might be coming your way. I
0: 100% agree. That's awesome. That's- so let's get to uh, my favorite leadership topic. I'm sure everybody who's been listening to my podcast knows this by now, but it's communication yeah. and those key skills for leaders. So I want to start with maybe what you're hearing or your, you've experienced of those challenges around like poor communication. You know, mm-hmm. we all have had that, but what are, right. what are your thoughts on that?
1: As long as I've been in the working world, communication has always been something that is, I don't want to necessarily use the word problem, but a challenge for mm-hmm. companies. The bigger the company, the, the harder bigger the it is challenge. to communicate right to <laughs> yeah. everyone. And even when you do communicate, I, one of the biggest challenges is that people hear what you say, as opposed to... It gets to their ears, but by the time it gets to their brain, it's been filtered by that individual, by Mm -hmm. their experiences, everything that's in their suitcase has filtered what you said. So, you know, we've all played the phone game where, you know, or the whisper game. And yes, what we yes. start out by the 10th person. It's nothing like what we started <laughs> with. Um, so it's, it's forever a challenge. And, you know, we would think that in the world of social media, it would get easier. And it's actually mm. more difficult.
0: I would agree with that. And I mean, just put aside our past and our experiences and everything. We also take in colors differently. You know, we could take in sounds differently. Right. So everything comes to each individual person differently. So awesome challenge. I mean, not yeah. awesome as in good, but awesome as in it probably speaks to everyone
1: here. Right. Absolutely. It does. And, and what I do when I go to a company or work with an individual is we start with a personality assessment. Mm -hmm. So if I have a team of eight managers or eight leaders in a company, and there's concern about communication challenges, we start with figuring out what are all the personalities in the room? Mm -hmm. Because that makes a huge difference. Starting with you as the communicator, you cannot communicate to everybody the way you like to be communicated to. So know your audience. The person that hears you is you. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah. the whole know your audience thing, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Great. What when it comes to good leadership and effective leadership, what does good communication look like? You know, on a high level, like a pilot's level. Um, what does good communication look like to you?
1: You know, good communication. The higher you go up, again, sometimes the harder it is Mm -hmm. to get out a blanket message if you will or set a culture for an organization and a good leader listens more than they talk love that
0: quote love that quote <laughs> you have two ears and one mouth so you can hear right, more than you exactly
1: can. but there are times when as a leader you've got to do a lot of communicating you know so there it's a there's two sides to that coin you can never over-communicate mm-hmm. because people don't always hear. So right. when I say don't over-communicate and then I say, listen more than you talk, it sounds like those two things don't go together, but you have to decide on an intentional communication plan. It can't just be how you woke up that morning and what you need to deliver, and then you can't deliver the same message the same way to every single individual. You got to work and get it out different ways, diff- very different ways. And a good leader understands that. But still, a good leader listens more than they talk. Yeah. And I love the word
0: intentional about it as well, because when right. you do know your audience a bit more, you can be a lot more intentional about how you communicate to them.
1: Absolutely. It, it, it has to be a plan. It's just like everything yeah. else. You know, there are emergencies and crises where we have to talk, you know, the microphones in your face because something tragic might have happened or something newsworthy, but even those we can plan for. Yes. And plan for crisis management and how we're going to communicate. And if we don't, we will mess it up because you've got nerves and emotions and fears. And you, you, if you don't plan for regular communication, you Certainly should plan for crisis communication. And there are people out there that do that for a living that will teach Mm -hmm. you how to respond to a crisis. And it's so important because when a crisis
0: comes up, you want to make sure that you have everybody behind you. Right. You know, your employees, everybody, the board, whomever it is. Everybody. Absolutely. So important. So important. So, if we go away from crises and we kind of look at something that a lot of leaders forget to do, which is practicing gratitude or showing mm-hmm. that you're appreciating your employees. So, let's talk about communication and appreciating employees and showing gratitude because they are vital. So, Absolutely. what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on all that?
1: You know, Tara, I love that you asked this question because so many times people don't put. Employee appreciation and employee communication together. They think they're two very separate things. So this is a fascinating question that most people don't think about even putting them in the same topic. Mm -hmm. 80% of people in as long as I've been in business leave a company because of lack of appreciation. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And that number has not changed in over 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's and, and it's defined differently. You'll see they leave because they don't like their direct supervisor. Well, when you dig into that, it's because that direct supervisor hasn't done enough um, appreciating of that. Yeah. And it goes over and above. Yes, they get a paycheck. Yes, you're going to pat them on the back. Maybe they get a turkey at Thanksgiving. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's knowing that employee and what motivates that employee, which exactly. is another piece of that personality. Just I may not want a turkey at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I may rather have a $25 gift certificate to get my nails done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Knowing your employees helps you communicate better and helps you appreciate them better. And I can speak to this directly because I am not the it's not natural for me to thank people and take a lot of time as when I was the CEO. So I had to, again, the word intentional, be very clear with myself You know, I had a habit of writing five notes to five employees every day, Love that. every other day. My first boss did that and taught me that lesson. And I kept that going. And it wasn't just, you know, maybe I overheard them or maybe they told me their child made the honor roll. Maybe, you know, it doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. something over and above just their basic job duties. It lets you know, number one, you appreciate them, but number two, they're just not a widget. That's working for you or a if number, right being yeah, especially in those large
0: corporations where you know you all have an employee number, and right. you sometimes feel like that employee number because exactly. no one ever says thank you or congratulations, and I love love that you brought up that personal connection, yeah because you should get to know your employees a little bit. We're not saying dig into the deep, deep stuff, right you know, but to know a little bit about their family. Do they have children, you know,
1: or married little things like that you can right. follow up on. Absolutely. And they love it. And it makes all the difference in the world. It yeah. makes all the difference in the world when you take time to have conversations with your employees and mm-hmm. and that can still be done online. There are a lot of ways yeah. to do it online. It's a little more difficult, than it is just walking down the hall, you know, because, you know, I'm working with one client now, their client, their uh, employees are all over the country. So Mm -hmm. they don't come to the office, but you can still send a note. You can still intentionally call someone out on a zoom or meeting teams meeting, you know, Hey Johnny, or, or even have breakout sessions and say, this is a water cooler breakout session. I'm going to give you 10 minutes, groups of three, to talk about the football games this weekend or to talk Mm -hmm. about what you did this weekend. Icebreakers are more important than ever in our meetings because we don't have time or we don't have the opportunity for those water cooler conversations anymore.
0: And I love that you brought that up because I, you know, I have spoken to a couple other people about the whole remote and hybrid workforce, but when it comes to communication, that can sometimes be more of a challenge. So, you know we could feel like big brother is watching because people on the leader side don't know how to effectively communicate or be with their their employees right. do you have any any like a tip that you can share regarding with remote workers how to ensure you're engaging but not being micromanaging at the same time
1: yeah you know, it all comes down to trust at the end of yeah. the day if you've got employees that are working remotely, I am not a fan of monitoring an employee that's working Mm -hmm. remotely. If I kind of feel like if I have to do that, I'm already starting with a trust issue. Mm -hmm. If they're getting their job done and they answer their phone, if I need them in an emergency between normal business hours, I don't care if they're out walking the dog Mm -hmm. at 11 o'clock, you know, and I shouldn't get into that in my opinion, as long as they're doing their job yeah. and they're relatively available mm-hmm. you're yep. business hours. Yeah. So it all begins with trust. And then we can still do one-on-ones. We can still do, you know, again, my favorite is doing mini breakout sessions when you have a meeting. Obviously, yeah. when you're all in the same building, you don't have to do that because you Agreed. go to lunch together, you do those things, but we're missing that now. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to connect, you know, maybe have a virtual happy hour. Where everybody I've been to a couple. Some. Exactly. On Friday afternoon at three o'clock, just to shoot the breeze, you know, whatever. Mm. It, it, it's not difficult and it's not expensive. It, it, it can actually be.
0: It, yes. But if you decide that you're going to have that virtual, you know, drink, after work or whatever I mean so you schedule half an hour an hour people can come and go as they please exactly it it's great connecting connecting with their team members you know in a different way and I love that you mentioned that because I I love it as well I mean the whole water cooler chat you know maybe you schedule 15 minutes a day where everybody just gets a chit chat about whatever they want right I mean yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful Yeah. So when it comes to leadership and communication, besides, of course, what we've already discussed, which are lots of things, is there anything that you feel the leadership should put into their toolbox that on um, communication is
1: key? We've talked about personal personality assessments, but I want to spend a minute. And I'm not an expert in this field. I, I happen to know someone who is, and, and I've had her speak to my groups many times, uh, Dr. Patricia Baxter, who is an emotional intelligence expert. Mm-hmm. But everybody should know about emotional intelligence and work on emotional intelligence. Yes. Because that is what makes us different than AI (laughs) or (laughs) hard or anything else. They can never do that. You know, I just wrote an article AI is not going to take your job, it is going to change everything Mm -hmm. that we do. Much like the internet did, how many ever years ago it yes, came, when we had all the same kind of fears and all the same yep. kind of hype, and here we are.
0: Yeah, we'll exactly. Good.
1: Some people will figure out the bad. We have to weigh all of that, but we as humans cannot be replaced. Mm-hmm. And as long as we remember that, and we try to make emotional connections with the people we work with. Mm-hmm. We can, we can make this work and we can have a good team and it's not um, babying anybody. It's not, not expecting them to do their job. It's just really, I think we've come a long way and the old fashioned CEO just told everybody what to do and disappeared. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, we have this opportunity to really connect with people and this virtual thing is forcing us to do that more.
0: I, I think you're right. I think you have it there, for sure. I mean, and it's funny you talk about the AI as well. I'm the same way. I'm like, you know, AI can't replicate our true emotion. It They're can't, not. you know, like, so there's things there that it just can't replace. And you're right, emotional intelligence is so important for leaders, so important to have in their communications toolbox. It's how That's you connect, good. Right.
1: It's how you connect. And I encourage anyone, I I, I don't get any money from Dr. Baxter, but <laughs> I, know. I am so, I uh, maybe I'll send you her link, but if you mm-hmm. look up Dr. Pat Baxter, she truly is an expert, it's what she did her PhD in, and uh-huh. she's written many, many books on emotional intelligence. I've had her speak at a women's conference that I do every year and um they just peruse her website or grab a book of hers and you'll learn a lot about emotional intelligence. Is that a great important? a that great important?
0: resource. Thank yeah. you so much for the resource. It's always great to Good share time. those especially when there's a key one out there. Yeah. So if you had to leave our audience today with that that one big takeaway, that one big tip to help them grow past some of their challenges around communication with their teams, what would you say? What would you what
1: would you want to make sure they have? What I would say is to know yourself mm-hmm. and okay. do that whatever way you can do it. You can go online and buy an assessment. You can hire a coach. That's what I do. You can, I mean, there's a, a million different ways. There's a million different assessments. So mm-hmm. I happen to be a fan of Gallup Strengths and DISC mm-hmm. and one called Codebreaker. Those are the three in my toolbox, and I'll be glad to give your listeners a cold breaker assessment free if they okay. reach out to me at my contact information. And I won't spam them. They get a two-page report. It's all they get. If they want to follow up, fine. If they don't, fine. But know yourself because when you know how you like to be communicated to, it helps you understand that everybody's not like you. Yes. Something you're saying is not clicking with someone that might be a sign that you need to communicate differently. differently. with them. So the number one thing is to start with you. If I have a executive call me and want me to work with their team, the very first thing I say is we're going to start with your assessment. And if they say it. no, I will not work with the team. Yeah. Because a great leader knows. A great leader knows. Yeah. It leader starts knows. Yeah. Oh, it that's starts awesome.
0: Awesome tip. So if people wanted to reach out to you or find you online, learn more about this free assessment,
1: how can they do that? All they have to do is go to Teresa Rand and Teresa's without an H, Terrence, T-E-R-E-S-A, Rand, dot dcom And you'll see everything there. My email's there. You can email me for the assessment. This particular assessment takes less than three minutes to take. It's amazing. That's awesome how yeah. accurate it is in less than three minutes <laughs> That's every, great. Oh, It's a little, little scary but yeah teresaran.com easy easy to find
0: awesome and i know you and i could go on for hours about I communication did. but thank you so much for the tidbits you were able to share today and for being on the show
1: awesome thank you for having me tara you bet And we hope that you also enjoyed the
0: conversation with us today. If you are in leadership or maybe you want to be a leader and you know that support and developing your skills are the way to moving forward on your leadership journey, or perhaps you would like to join a leadership community, please visit AmplifyingLeadership.ca, a Twin Life Coaching and Business Services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.